Well, once again, it's, a good, it's been good to be here, and it's good to have the opportunity to be your speaker, and I hope and pray that this afternoon, this lesson is beneficial to each and every one of us. This morning, we had the opportunity to talk about what the cross represents to us, and in that lesson, we saw that the cross represents many things, because in the religious world, sometimes people think the cross has a different meaning. But we saw this morning that the cross represents to us other things. This, morning, this afternoon we want to talk about the blessings from the cross. Because many times when we think about the cross, the only thing that we do think about is Christ's death on the cross. And of course that was the main purpose of, of Christ dying on the cross, is to give you and I the opportunity of the redemption, the opportunity of salvation. But many times when we reflect on Jesus' death on, on the cross for our sins, we don't reflect so much on the blessings that the cross brings to us. So today we're going to examine some of the blessings that we receive from Jesus dying on the cross. I know sometimes that may sound a little bit harsh also to think about somebody had to die for us to have blessings. But that's the way it is. You and I are sinners. We don't know how to do, we didn't know how to obey the God from the beginning. We committed, we sinned, we, we fell into temptation. And so there had to be some way to redeem us. There had to be some way to restore us back into the fold. And so the first thing that we can talk about this evening or, or this afternoon, the blessing from the cross would be that Christ's death on the cross brings us redemption. You know, we hear that word redemption a lot of times and I heard it for many years and actually didn't know what it meant. I always just thought, well, that just means salvation. But actually, the word redemption means to buy back or to set free. That's literally what it means. So uh, we as, as Christians, as the children of God, through Jesus' death on the cross, God is bringing us back to the fold. He's setting us free from sin. He's giving us a second chance, the opportunity to be faithful to Him. In the Scriptures, we can see that we are redeemed. But we're not redeemed by something that is found here on earth. You know, we as humans, we're accustomed to seeing physical things, material things, things that we can hold in our hand, things that we can touch. And for many of us, there are many things that are precious to us. To me, the most precious thing I have here on this earth is my wife. And of course, my children. Those are the most precious things that I can consider, that I can touch, that I can hug, that I can embrace. But those things, as important as they are to me, they cannot give me redemption. They cannot set me free. They cannot help me to restore my relationship with God. Peter makes it clear in, in his letter that man uh, was uh, redeemed by something that was more precious, more precious than these physical things. And that was by the blood of Jesus Christ. There in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from the aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and with spot. Peter speaks here about 
silver or gold. You know, those are precious metals. Those are things that many of us would love to have. I would like to have some gold. I would like to have some silver. But I know that uh, having those things, they cannot redeem me. They cannot save me either. But there is something that can save me. And that is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And he is like a lamb without blemish, without spot. That means that he was without sin. There was no fault in the Son of God. Jesus had to die because all of us are sinners. According to what we read there in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we tell people that sometimes and we, we show them that all of us have done things that are wrong. And sometimes they come back and they say, hey, I don't feel like I've done anything wrong. I don't think I'm that bad of a person. And yes, maybe there are some good moral people in the world. But the Bible teaches us that all of us have committed sin. All of us have done things that are contrary to God's will. In fact, if we deny that we are sinners, we are committing a sin. Did you know that? In 1 John chapter 1 and verse 8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. So we can see here that surely all of us sin. And when we just deny that we are sinners, we are deceiving ourselves. Did we deserve the redemption that God has given us? Did we deserve the precious blood of Jesus Christ? Of course not. We know that uh, we were not worthy of redemption. But because of God's love for mankind, we have that redemption. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7, Paul also wrote, he says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. And he also says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. But how is it that we can gain access to the blessing of redemption that comes from the cross? The way that we can uh, gain access to this blessing is by being obedient. There in Romans chapter 6 and verse 16 it says, Do you not know that to do... Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves, slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death, or obedient leading to righteousness? In verse 17, But God be thanked that though you were slave to sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were de delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. So in order to be redeemed from our sins, we need to be willing to obey the gospel. We need to be willing to obey the things that are written here in, in this sacred book that we call the Word of God, or that we would call the Bible. Here the Bible teaches us that at one time we were slaves to sin, but because of the precious blood of Jesus Christ, we have the opportunity to be servants of Christ. We're no longer slaves to do things that are uh, contrary to God's will. Now we have the opportunity to be obedient. We have the opportunity to accept what God's will is. So one of the greatest blessings that we can find in the cross is that the cross brings redemption. It brings us closer to the Lord. It, it's like buying back what was lost. 
And so this is a great blessing that we have from the cross. Something that is similar to what we studied this morning is the, the death of Jesus Christ on the cross also brings love. Love in our, in our lives. We talked this morning about how God is love. And we talked about that he loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. And we, we talked about this morning how Jesus was willing to do that because of love. Well, Christ's death on the cross brings love and joy to mankind. There in John chapter 3 verse 14, we'll begin from there because many times we just read from verse 16. But there from verse 14, Jesus and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man be, man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that he, the world through him might be saved. Now here in verse 14, Jesus is talking about how he would die and how salvation would come to this world. And he, he speaks here about love. We need to understand the importance of that word love here in, this, in, in these verses. The word love there in verse 16 comes from the Greek word agape. And that is a very strong word. That's a very strong love. That's the strongest love that the Bible speaks about. It, it's a love that is a love that is unselfish. It would sort of be similar. It's not the same, but it would be similar as as a parent that loves their child and they're willing to sacrifice and they're willing to uh, do whatever they can to make their child uh, happy and to uh, make sure that their children have what they need. Well, in the spiritual sense, we are the children of God. He loves us. He loves us in the strongest sense that you can imagine. It is a love that is unselfish. A person who has this kind of love will put other people's needs above their own. And that in itself is a lesson that we could talk about today. But we're not going to get at that. But it's something that's very important. We need to be willing to love others more than ourselves. We need to be willing to love God, of course more than ourselves. Jesus speaks about there being a great love. And one of the blessings that we have from the cross is the love of God. There in John chapter 15 and verse 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down his one's life for his friends. We know that love is what motivated Jesus to go to the greatest depth of suffering that any of us could ever imagine. You know, physically, I've never suffered as much pain as Jesus went in his life. I can't think, I can't imagine at this moment what's the greatest pain I've ever suffered. I've suffered maybe some pain, but not anything what Jesus suffered. We, we can imagine in our minds, we can imagine maybe because of maybe some movies that we've seen about the crucifixion of Jesus, and maybe we can imagine about how gruesome it was. And, and that gives us an idea. But even just seeing it is not enough to understand what he felt at the moment that he was uh, being beaten 
at the moment that he was uh, receiving uh, the insults, because that, that was uh, painful to him also. Uh, emotional pain sometimes is worse than the physical pain. And Jesus, when he was uh, about to die, he also suffered emotional pain through insults because the world hated him, the world that he was living in. And of course, if we would have lived in that time, we may have been one of those uh, shouting, crucify him, crucify him. We may have been there at that time if we would have lived because uh, with the, the way that we live our lives today, a careless life and like we don't care about what God thinks or we don't care about what uh, Christ did for us, that shows that we would have been there. But love motiv motivated Jesus to go and suffer for each and every one of us. And this is grateful. We should be grateful for that because we have the forgiveness of our sins because of this great love. So, this second blessing that we have is the cross brings love. It speaks here about the greater, Jesus said there once again in John 15 and verse 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. How many times have we heard stories in the news about somebody maybe uh, giving their life up for somebody that they, that they love? Or even sometimes for a, stranger, for a stranger. Sometimes we see that on the news too about somebody willing to sacrifice their own life and able to save someone else's life. That's a great love. I've never been in that situation. But Jesus, he was in that situation for all of mankind. He loved us so much that he was willing to give his life. So, the second blessing that we see is the love of God, the love of the Son. There's another thing that we receive because Jesus died on the cross, this blessing. And this blessing is hope. Hope is something that all of us have. We have hope of a better life. You know, when we're growing up sometimes, uh, we may get to a certain age in our life and we think, I hope someday I have enough money that I can move out of the house. I don't want to be under the, my parents' roof. I don't want to listen to the rules. I don't want to obey the rules that they have to say. That's what some teenagers say sometimes. I'm just saying what they would say or do. That, that's a hope that they may have. Or some of us may have hope of other things in our lives that we, we would like to see happen in our lives. Well, the cross brings us hope. It brings us hope of eternal life, which is much better than anything that we can imagine. There in Mark chapter 10, verse 25 through 27, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man into the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Always tried to imagine in my mind this happening. A camel going through uh, the eye of a needle. In our mind, our human uh, capacity, that's impossible. But for God, everything is possible. And he speaks here that, uh, that we, can, we can be saved when we do what is right. 
Jesus makes it clear that you and I do not have the ability to save, our, save ourselves. We must rely on God. We must rely on Christ's sacrifice for our, for our salvation. It is only through Jesus' death on the cross that you and I can be saved. There in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 16 through 19, For if the dead do not rise, for if the dead did not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then faith is fertile. You are still in your sins. Then also, those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in, the, in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are for all men the most miserable. It speaks here in verse 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ. We should be thankful that Jesus died for us. We should be thankful that he arose from the dead. Because his resurrection gives us hope. It gives us hope of something that is better than this life. You know, there are people that, that have the idea that this earth is going to be eternal. They think they're going to live here forever. I sure don't want to live here forever. And there are some beautiful things here on earth. I've told you, the, the last few days I've been here, Michael's taken me around, and there's some beautiful scenery here in the state of Washington. But you know, that scenery is nothing compared to what heaven is going to be like. It's going to be much better. And our hope is that having something much better than what we have here on this earth. Here on this earth, we, we have struggles, we have trials, we have temptations. Sometimes life is miserable, but we have hope of something that is better. We should be grateful that Jesus died for us and he, raised, and he was raised from the dead because his resurrection gives us hope. There in Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, one of the blessings that we receive from the cross is this hope of something that is much better. This desire to live a better life. The next point we're going to talk about is kind of obvious. The cross brings the blessing to us of forgiveness of our sins. This is a very important thing that we, we should consider. We, we talked about redemption, but also we need to talk about forgiveness. There in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Even when Jesus was on the cross, before he died, he was hanging on the cross and he was about to die. There were people that were mocking him. You know, even during that time, Jesus was willing to forgive. How many of us would do that? I wouldn't. If I was in pain, I'm sure I would probably be, uh, why is this happening to me? I'm innocent. I'd probably be complaining. <laughs> why are you guys doing this to me? I'm not, I'm not worthy of this. But that's me. Jesus, instead of, uh, instead of wanting to bring vengeance on those that were mocking him, instead of wanting to uh, do something evil to those that were against him. He said there, Father, forgive them, for they do not know 
what they do. There in Luke chapter 23 and verse 34. Jesus was willing to forgive those that even were mocking him at the time of his death. There were those that were, I'm sure there, there were some of there that were like pointing and saying, well, he's getting what he deserves. I'm sure there were some that were there doing that. And there were, of course, others that they saw what was going on and they said, surely this is the Son of God. But we can see that Jesus, in this time of agony, he was willing to forgive. If we want to receive the forgiveness of our sins, we need to be willing also to obey the gospel call. We mentioned this there in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 this morning. The Apostle Paul said he's not ashamed of the gospel. He's not ashamed to teach others. He wasn't ashamed to go knock doors, if you want to call it that way. He wasn't ashamed to share with others the gospel message. So this is very important. I want to add this here. It's not even in my notes, but I am going to add this here. If Jesus was willing to forgive us, we need to be willing also to forgive others. And I believe that's very important too. Sometimes we hold grudges. Sometimes somebody has done something to us. And instead of forgiving and forgetting about it, we hold grudges. We need to be careful about that. The cross brought us forgiveness. And it also gave forgiveness to our fellow man. And who are we to hold a grudge against those that have done wrong to us? We would live a better peaceful life if we would forget about some of the things that have happened in our lives. It's better to move on. It's better just to move on in our life and live in peace and harmony. Think about that. The cross was like a ransom. Paul declares this very thing to Timothy. There in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 5 through 6. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Speaks here about a ransom. The, wor the word ransom means a price paid. A, pri a price paid for the re release or redemption of a captive. You know, when we were, were in Mexico, it was, it was very rapid. You'd hear of people being kidnapped. And the kidnappers wanting a ransom. They would want payment in order to free uh, those that they had captive. And of course, sometimes people would pay money and they still wouldn't uh, free them. But that's another story. But in the case of Jesus, the Bible speaks of him paying the price. He paid the price. We should have been paying the price. We should have been paying the price because of our sins. Jesus was innocent. We deserve, we deserve what he did for us on the cross. There in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, it says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus paid the price that you and I should have been paying because of our sins. So this is the blessing that the cross brings to us. I know some of these are similar, but I think they're different words and they're, they're, they're different things. It's similar, but Jesus also brings us reconciliation. 
This is one of the other blessings that we see. And it's a very important thing to mention. The word recon reconciliation su suggests moving from one place to another, from one state to another, to, to renew or gain friendship again. That's what reconciliation is. It's like when uh, there's, there's a party, there's, there's uh, two people that uh, they just can't get along. Maybe it's a husband and a wife, or maybe it's uh, good friends, and they're always arguing. They need, to recon they need a reconciliation. They need to get along. They need to be together. They need to be renewed. That relationship needs to be uh, renewed. Well, before sin came along, we as humans, God and man, they were the closest of friends. But this friendship was destroyed when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Well, somebody can say, well, I wasn't there. This is not my fault. We hear people say that sometimes. I've heard people tell me that. Well, I wasn't there. But I ask them, well, have you ever committed sin, though? If you've committed sin, then you're just as guilty as Adam and Eve. You're just as guilty as any other person. Well, the cross, it restores our relationship with God. God's great love for mankind. He provided a way for us to be re re recon reconciled to him. I'm thinking in Spanish, the word. We can be reconciled to him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19 says, Now all these things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciled reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed us to the word of reconciliation. So the word, the, the cross brings us back to God. We were separated because of sin, and we are now restored. That's a blessing that the cross brings to us. Something else we can consider, the cross fulfills the scripture. In the Old Testament, the Bible spoke about the Messiah. It spoke about Jesus coming and giving his life for mankind. There in Isaiah chapter 7, it says, there, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. And it speaks there of a virgin. And it says, She shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. I mean, we see the fulfillment of that in Luke chapter 1. In Luke chapter 24 and verse 44, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which was written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. So we can see that the cross brings fulfillment of the Old Testament of scriptures. You know, there are many today that deny, and even in Jesus' time, there were many that denied that the scriptures were true. They denied what the prophets had to say. They denied uh, what Moses had written. They would deny uh, Jesus himself. People do the same thing today. But the cross is a sign to us that that is true. 
that everything that was written in the old book is the truth. That cannot be made up. That cannot be made up. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a fable. It's the truth. These are some of the blessings that we can see from the cross. I know it's a short lesson this afternoon, but these are some of the blessings that we have received from the cross. Maybe you can think of some other things that uh, are blessings because Jesus died on the cross for each and every one of us. But these are some of the things that I wanted to share with us, with all of us this afternoon. Because I've always told people, when I study a lesson and I prepare it, it's not for you only, it's for me. It's for me also. And so everything that we've talked about these last few days, it's for me also. It's for me to grow. It's for my edification also. And so I hope and pray that the last few days that we've been here and we've been able to share with you a portion of God's Word, I hope it's been beneficial to you and that uh, it helps you to grow and to know more of God's Word. Let us consider the things that we have studied the last few days. And if there's somebody here that has a question or, or a comment about something that was said after services, I'm, I'm able to do that. I'll be glad to, to talk to you about something that, that was said or talked about, uh, either in this lesson or the other lessons that we have presented. But it's my hope and prayer that uh, we can consider all the things that we've talked about throughout this meeting and we can apply these things to our lives. Before I step down this afternoon, I also want to uh, thank you. Thank you very much for uh, your invitation to be here. It's been a, a blessing. I've enjoyed being here. I've enjoyed getting to know you. I've enjoyed uh, getting to work with Brother Michael Bolton. Uh, I met him a couple years ago, and uh, we've only talked on the phone a few times since then. But it's been a blessing to get to know him and his family. And it's been a blessing to see uh, Sister Elizabeth again. I knew her when she was very little. She was a very little girl in Saltillo. And I saw her in 2016 again. She was uh, a young lady. I didn't recognize her until someone told me who she was. And I was like, wow, she's all grown up. And so it's been good to see her. And it's been good to meet Jesus. I've heard a lot of good things about him. So thank you very much for uh, letting me come here and to uh, be the speaker during this meeting. I don't know the hearts and the minds of those that are here this afternoon. I believe everyone that is here knows what they need to do in order to be a Christian, what they need to do in order to uh, obey the gospel, what they need to do in order to uh, be pleasing to the Lord. Maybe there's someone here that's not doing things that are in accordance to God's will. All of us make mistakes. All of us may fall, but we can, we can get up and we can continue living the Christian life. If you're here this afternoon and you're uh, in one of these categories and you need the prayers of the church, we can pray for you also. Why don't you come while we stand uh, this standing and sing this invitation song?